Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is the man who is the scourge of Carpathia, the czar of Moldavia, but sometimes goes by Vigo the Butch, Mr. Drew Celestino. Accurate, actually. <laughs> All accurate. <laughs> All uh, historically based, verifiable by documents. Something, something, I sat on a throne of blood, something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I was looking for that whole rant on you know, IMDb and it wasn't on there. On, when you're a kid, you you know, you don't know what you don't know. And like, you know, you see some movies when you're a kid and they hold up, they hold up on them. They hold, you know, some movies, they hold up to, yeah. to repeated viewings or, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you didn't get them when you were a kid and yeah. you watch them and you're like, oh, you know, that was actually pretty good. Ghostbusters 2, while I enjoy it, even as a kid, I watched it and, and thought, something isn't right with this movie. Really? Yeah. I think it's a pretty solid sequel. It's, it's fine. I'm not, you know, crapping yeah. on it. I enjoy it. But... It, it just didn't... Here's the question. It just though. didn't sit right with me. I think Ghostbusters 2 is a perfect example of what I like to refer to as a Jenga movie, where if you remove one part, the whole thing kind of comes down. Okay. Take Peter McNichol's character out of it. Okay. Is it nearly as funny? He sets up a lot. I mean, he's got some great lines on his own, but he also sets up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess you're right, but... That aside, the tone, the music wasn't as good as the first one, and like there was, you know, they were kind of, I don't know, it's just something was wrong. I'm surprised figuring a movie where the Statue of Liberty is controlled by a Ness Advantage, you'd be all I like that down for that. But even at, like even that though, I thought like that's not as cool as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> well, I the, want the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, back. it's a sequel, man. You got to go bigger. I guess. Anyway. Anyway, here we are. Hi. Back again. Um, nice to be not starting the show the way we've had to start it. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a, one of those, those wall clock things, like X days X since days the last terrible American incident. Yeah. So here we are opening statements, sir. How was your week? Week was pretty good. All in all. Um, we did not have game night last week. No. So I had a little, uh, gathering with some family for my godmother's birthday at mother's down on uh, Virginia Place, off the oh, Allen Street. Like uh, your no, sir. <laughs> I thought you referred to your mother in the Norman Bates. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Principal Skinner, <laughs> who is based in Norman Bates. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the the restaurant Mothers. Um, it's it's been down there forever. It's right next to Fat Bob's. Um, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Actually, I I I shouldn't be so reluctant. It for the price and for the menu. Good. Very good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, 25, 30 bucks an entree, but really solid. So okay. lots of fish. Um, good stuff. Jen got scallops. They were fantastic. I got uh, a, oh, what did I get? I got this, like, the the Wahoo or, uh, I forgot, but it was really good. Really mm. delicious fish. Um, so that was a nice little night out. And, uh, that led into Saturday, which was my usual like total mad dash scramble across all of space and time. Um, band practice, as per usual, going well once again. Um, I'm still teasing this, obviously, with the whole 
drummer announcement and whatnot. I haven't we haven't made any official statements yet, but it's going well. Um, new song going well with the the new drummer as well. So it's like, well, we're kind of turning the page here, and things are things are looking up, looking good, very exciting. Uh, from there, um, I had a little barbecue with my former coworker. Um, we worked together, my friend Greg. We worked together for nine years, I think, until uh, okay. we parted ways about a year ago. And um, he got a new place out in Kenmore, and uh, he was having an Oktoberfest little shindig. With, nice. And he invited you know a bunch of his him and his wife's family, and they're they're not from they're not local. They're kind of from oh dear, uh, like North New York ish. So above Albany, yeah, kind of like okay. that. Kind of rural. They were nice people. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of uh, former coworkers from various places where we he and I have gone through and it was cool to see people again and cool. uh, reminisce and um talk code and shop and nerd stuff that were all we're all kind of on, of the same mind um that was actually really fun uh had had a few delicious beverages there and then we shout over to your house yes which is going to lead into your week and we got to play uh clank yes clank is great clank's good game Makes a lot of fun. That was uh, solid, man. That's a rock-solid game. I enjoyed that one quite a bit, actually. We should add that to the regular repertoire. Yes, I agree. Um, Sunday, brew day. Yes. By myself, solo. Solo no, no, brew. No partner. No no, uh, no one came by. Solo brew with only Drew. Yep. Got a late start, which kind of stunk, but because um, it kept me busy into the evening unfortunately but uh, once i got rolling things were going really smoothly to the letter um fantastic brew day by myself (laughs) um i had the the football game on but i was really not engaged with it it was just kind of in and out because i was going in and out of the house to check on things and make sure hops are being added at the proper times and make sure that my mash was everything had to be just right and everything went uh pretty much just right so I'm a little excited about it. Uh, it's a New England style IPA, so we'll find out in about three weeks if I nailed it or not. Um, but it certainly smells really good right now down in my basement, so where it's fermenting. Cool. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed on that. Um, Sunday was also uh, a WWE pay per view, which I watched. It happened. Uh, it stunk, top to bottom, basically. Okay. Um, this Jinder Mahal experiment with WWE, it, it has to end. This is just, this is beyond ridiculous at this point. And is that a character? He is. He used to be this j- essentially enhancement talent, which is another name for a jobber. Okay. You say not jobber, very I good. Brooklyn Brawler. Not yeah. He's a he's a guy. Not that good, but you know he's got a good physique, but he stinks. Well, one day he decided to really up his um, <clears throat> workouts. You know what I'm saying? He hit the gas, Carl. Steroids. There you go. They don't do that in professional wrestling. They all do it. <laughs> but the good ones don't get caught. <laughs> uh, you know how I know? He's got a slight case of gyno, which is when your boobies swell. Here, mm, question though. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there is a medical necessity for steroids. Um, in certain cases, yes. like yes. illnesses and whatnot. I'm not whatever. judging. I'm just saying. 
But go on. Why is it? Because uh, professional wrestling is not like legitimate sports, sports. Right, where right, right, the, right. the outcome is not predetermined. So why is it frowned upon? Because in general, steroids are frowned upon. Yeah, okay, I get and that. And not only that, like, steroid abuse in the 80s. Remember, remember the 80s? Yeah, yeah, Maybe the 80s? Okay, well, you got to go back to the 80s when it was well, rampant. Well, I, I guess what I'm asking is, like, if you get caught using steroids in today's WWE, yes. is that a problem? Yes, or they, they have a wellness sick? policy that they adhere to. Okay. Well, <laughs> allegedly, they adhere to very strictly. Gotcha. Depends who you are, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Jinder so hit the Jinder hit the gas. Came back looking shredded and veiny. There's a tour of India coming up. Jinder Mahal's Canadian, by the way, okay. but he's of Indian descent. Okay. He was a jobber. Came back shredded. They put the belt on him. Okay. Not the U.S. title. Not the IC title. The the title. Okay. On this guy. All right. He has no business being near the main event. Okay. Much less holding the championship. <laughs> You've got so much outrage about this. I have no idea who this guy is. So I'm trying to be like sympathetic it's, and supportive. It's, it's, stu- and it's, and it's blatantly obvious we have the India tour come. Like, you know, they're not saying it on television, but everyone yeah. knows behind the scenes they're scheduled to go to India in a kinda few like, months. Kind of like putting the belt on Kenny when their NJPW is about to uh, make a big push in the sure, USA. Sure, sure. Except, you know, I'm Kenny, not saying that's what they, I'm just saying you know, it's, but if except, you were to Kenny something. Kenny is one of the t- best wrestlers in the world. That this guy is, is awful. Like, he's nothing. He's a nothing. Okay. All his matches are the same. His promos are all the same. He's got interference with these two other guys, and that's and they're all Indian too. It's like, oh, the one point three billion people of India, I'm a hero. It's just, it's just, it's tired yeah. shtick. And he wins all the time because the guys cheat for him. Which okay, if you're trying to get him over as a, yeah. as a, you know, he needs interference to win. All right, I, I hate, I still, it still stinks, but okay. Well, last night he beats Nakamura clean. Clean. In what universe? <laughs> the Shinsuke Nakamura lose Do they cleanly have a rivalry to, or to is this, it just like a one-off? This match? is this the second time. The first time Shinsuke wrestled with him, the, he, there was the interference in Shinsuke Laws because of the interference. Okay. This time, the, the two guys who were going to interfere got tossed out. They got ejected by the ref. So now it was clean as a whistle. One, two, three. Shinsuke jobs to this, this, this guy. There is not... I, you know... I'm a man of science, <laughs> and in all the theoretical parallel universes that exist <laughs> in all of space and time, there is not one where that should ever happen. <laughs> so, so that happened. I, it's garbage. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be what I think is the voice of our listeners right now and be mm-hmm. like, Drew, yeah, you hate it so much. Why do you keep going back? It's a good question. It's a, it's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. And that's going to come up again uh, later on in this episode. So w- I, wait for it, kids, because this is going to come up again. Not wrestling related. Something yeah. else. Just I, I think I think you just got to go cold turkey with it. I am. I mean, just, tr- well, I'll do, tell you what. Do NJPW, hang do on, Lucha Underground, well, me, do all the you know other stuff. Just, just stop. Well, let me tell you what, about my Monday, because that was Sunday. Okay. Monday, 
instead of my usual bro bro day, uh, I was invited to the Brokio Dome, which is Jay Gelsimino's house. Okay. We've dubbed it the Brokio Dome. All right. I approve of this. So it was Jay. It's his idea. <laughs> and you can't we- give yourself your own <laughs> nickname. I think that applies to your homestead as well. You can name your own homestead. All right. Yeah. So we watched NJPW King of Pro Wrestling. Much better show. Ah, palate cleanser. King of Pro Wrestling? Yes, that's the, the star man involved. Uh, no, he was not. Neither, neither was the Amazon. <sighs> I know. I know. No King Corn Karn? No King Corn Karn. A winner, not us. No Ryu Hayabusa? No Hayabusa. <sighs> Sorry, King man. Panther? Nope. There was a stuffed cat involved. Daryl. Daryl. Continue. Daryl Takahashi was involved. Anyway, great show. Um, as per usual, the main events were the main event scene in in New Japan is the best you'll ever see anywhere, anytime. Period. Full stop. Um, so Naito defended his uh, his contract for the big Tokyo Dome match uh, against uh, Ishii. Excellent. Top flight match. And the match for the, the title that I didn't think was going to be that good, it was uh, uh, Okada, the champion, one of, one of the best yeah. wrestlers in the world, versus uh, Evil. His name is Evil. Okay. Evil. And I thought it was going to be, you know, Evil, he's okay, but, you know, he's, I'm not like a big evil guy. Evelyn. Just evil. Okay. Uh, great match. Fantastic match. Okada wins, of course. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it was great. So, man, just what a what a great... What a great time. And it was Monday night. Jay had DVR set for Raw. We did not watch Raw, and I don't care. So there you go. It's kind of, I'm, I got my toe in the water of, of, of severing ties. Yeah, I was about to say that's fine, but are you now going to go back and catch up? No. Because no, if you don't, no. if you do, then that defeats the whole no, purpose. No, I'm watching. good. I'm good. Okay. I am curious tonight now. I'm getting... Okay, so one thing happened in the pay-per-view that was interesting. One and only one thing on the WWE one on Sunday. And it's not going to mean anything to you, but like Sami Zayn saved Kevin Owens from certain death by Shane McMahon elbow-dropping him. It's it's complicated. Sami Zayn is the whitest of white meat baby faces in the company. They don't know how to use him very well, but he is... He's the, he's a, he's the most pure-hearted character they have, right? Okay. Kevin Owens is a total dirtball. ball. <laughs> But those two guys have been going at it with against each other for fifteen years in the independence into WWE. Yeah. They just so it, they know how to work well together. Yeah, and 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 the whole thing, though, even story, even in the story in in WWE, is that they go back and they have they know each other so well, and they are sometimes friends, more often enemies, and they basically hate each other, even though they're forever intertwined. It's it's really it's poetic stuff. It's good stuff. It's probably the best story that they inherited, you know, in a long time. Sammy saves Kevin Owens from getting destroyed by Shane McMahon. Shane did a big elbow drop off the top of the cage and missed because Sammy pulled Kevin out of the way. So everyone's looking at this like this is Sammy's heel turn, and I think that's a terrible idea. But the beauty of Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, because they are actually two of the best guys in the company, and not just in terms of their ability, but also the way they portray their characters and their, and their, in, their inherent friendship and storyline... It's compelling because I'm willing to bet it. It's not a heel turn in a traditional sense. I think there. I I think it could be more interesting, and Sammy might have a more pure justification for saving a heel 
from certain doom. Maybe like, I don't want to see my friend's career ended or, you know, something to that effect. I'm, I'm curious about it. That's happening tonight on SmackDown. I'm so, not DVRing it. I'm just curious. So they're going to form the Mega Powers? Something like the, that. The Mega Powers 2? Electric Pugulu? With a lot less broids. <laughs> and Coke. <laughs> anyway. And Elizabeth. And Aww. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um, that's uh, That catches uh, uh, today. Back to work. Uh, back to the gym. And uh, here we are, man. That, that's that's a, You're all caught up. That's what's going on. Cool. Yes. Engage. All right. So when last we left the Cape Crusader, being me, um, let's see. Uh, Wednesday night was an... X-Wing night at uh, Dave and Adams instead of my normal collector's in because of other stuff going on the weekend. I had to kind of shift some things around. So not a tournament night? just a, No. Okay. Just regular night. Uh, and then Thursday night was the rehearsal for the wedding that I officiated. Ah. I, I am now a, a fully licensed wedding officiant. Did you wear the cape? No, didn't wear the cape. Monocle? Nope. Ascot? Mm-mm. Damn it. Couldn't find any of these things. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, the wedding was Friday. You didn't screw up, did you? No. Okay, good. I don't feel like I would probably give myself a 6 or a 7 out of 10, but everyone else there thought it was great. Bride and groom, very happy. It's all that matters. So, I went well. Um... One of the bridesmaids, who I've known for a long time, she came up to me, she's like, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of worried that you were just going to be joking the whole time. I'm like, why Why would I do that? This is a wedding ceremony. Give them the wrath during the wedding? Wedding ceremony is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wedding ceremony is like is like a recipe. You, you Humor is seasoning. Uh-huh. You season to taste. Yes. So, I mean, there was the, the moment of levity that I saved until the end. I, I saved it until the end. It was like when I said, you know, the traditional powers by the power invested in me. And so I went, you know, by the power invested in me, by the Universal Life Church, Castle Grayskull, the Night's Watch, the Time Lords, and the Jedi Council. At, at, that's that's all good. Everybody, did everybody they, left. Did, did the bride and groom know those things? And yes. Okay. Yes. See, that they're, perfect, they're Game of Thrones fans or Star Wars fans See, or Doctor Who fans. You're all good there. They're old enough to know He-Man, so... That would be my go-to. By the power of Grayskull, I now pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) If only I had a sword to pull out of my back and lightning to come down. Would have been great. Uh, So that was good. Julie was a bridesmaid in the wedding. She looked beautiful as always. Um, Then the reception went well. It was a good time. Uh, Saturday was Duty Dice Day. Yes, sir. The, the third Duty Dice Day. Not outrageously uh, heavily attended because a lot of the people who have attended the past two Duty Dice Days were in the whole wedding involvement. So they're like, yeah, we're kind of tired. It's like, <laughs> That's fine. So for the majority of the day, it was just Alan and myself, and we cranked out a lot of games. I, I kind of realized that, like I'm Doing Duty Dice Day once every two months, I don't really care how many people show up as much as how many games we get in. Okay. So we got in a lot of games then. Like you mentioned, you and Jen stopped by uh, later in the night. We finish off uh, watching the Sabres 
game? Ah, the, the, yeah, the, one of the two debacles of the weekend. Yes. Um, and then we played Clank, which was a lot of fun. And we, you know, Jen won because she was tired and sleepy. That's what ha- you called it. When, when she when gets Jen tired and- is tired and sleepy, she is undefeatable. <laughs> it's her superpower. It is. It's just, you can't. She's not paying attention. She's not doing anything. She's just winning. You know, I, it's just one of those instinctual things you can't teach. It's like the, yeah. all the great athletes. You know, you can train all you want, but at some point it's going to come down to just raw instinct. Yeah. Well, she has that uh-huh. in her sleep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's crazy. So that was Saturday. Sunday was kind of more laid back. Didn't really do anything. Watched the game. Um you know, hung out with the boy. That's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, but sprinkled throughout the weekend, whenever I could get an opportunity to play it, they had the Star Wars Battlefront Two open beta this weekend. Ah. Oh, Nelly, that game's going to be fun. All right. So the beta was consists of a uh, one board of the Starfighter Assault, which okay. is probably what I played the most, and one board of the the standard uh, ground game, which visually I didn't think they could get much better in the last one. And whereas it's not night and day, it's still noticeably better on mm-hmm. uh, star and Starfighter assault. They tweaked the play controls beautifully. Um, used to in the last game is more of like a two stick control system. Now it's like the right stick is your flight control stick. It's like you're, you're up, down, left, right. You're like just like a fighter jet stick would be. Okay. And your left stick is your roll. Okay. Okay. And okay. your up, down is your throttle. <laughs> All right. So that was really nice. And like the ships are more discernible in what they can do and how they handle and everything. Hmm. Um, they each have special abilities and upgrades that you can get. And then you can like upgrade your upgrades. To make it a better upgrade, it's a lot deeper than the last game. Um, I got in uh, in Starfighter, so I got to play three of the four available hero ships. The only one I didn't get to play was Poe Dameron's X-Wing. But being the Millennium Falcon was awesome. Being you know Slave One was awesome. Being Darth Maul's Sith Interceptor was really fun because it's got a cloak. He has a ship? Yeah. We went through this the last time we had the discussion. I showed it to you. Okay. I'll show it to you again when we're done. Okay. That's all good. Okay. No, it's actually, it's one of the cooler things that came out of episode one. Mm. It was always something I wish we had seen again, because it's just really cool looking design ship. Okay. So that was really cool. Uh, the, the standard uh, ground battle game, I didn't play as much because... Um, a was prequel stuff on Naboo, which was beautiful, but the problem is like, you're you think either, they would know by now you're, well, they're saying it's a complete star Wars experience. So it's going to have prequel era stuff, you know, classic trilogy and new movie stuff. So that is a complete star Wars experience. Um, the problem with that was that you're either playing as clone troopers or battle droids. Oh, I'm so invested. <laughs> Battle droids blend in nicely in the background in Naboo, and clone troopers are blaring white. So that kind of 
Whenever I was a battle droid, I did well. Whenever I was a clone trooper, not so much. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah. So, but it they extended it two more days, so I believe tonight's last night, so I'll be getting some more ah. in when I get home tonight, and then it comes out in November. Giddy up, I'm man. Definitely picking that up. I've been enjoying some SteamWorld Dig, too, intermittently. Yeah. yeah. Steam, Steam, correction, SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, I love the first one, and the second one so far is just as enjoyable. Cool. So I'm enjoying it a lot. It's very good. Great games. Awesome. So that was my week. Dear listeners, if you would like to communicate with us, tell us about your weeks. Send us in some questions, some suggestions, some comments. You can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website at the Devil's Due Podcast.com. And we do have questions. Clements, questions. Oh. So I'm going to start. We got a question from Twitter. I'm going to start there from Twitter user Badger Fang. He asks, why does Electra do this cartwheel and why don't Claire and Matt talk at all? So he included a little video clip. Oh, look at this little show, clip showing you. I'll show you there. Um, Wait, hang on. Why does Electra do this cartwheel and why don't Claire and Matt talk at all? Hang on. I'm watching cartwheel. Because it looks cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> if you're looking for a legitimate reason, it's kind of a seems to be a repositioning move for herself. I'm guessing that granted it could be done in any other number of ways. We're going to discuss that episode uh, at length later, so yes. we'll we'll get into that. So yeah, but as far as why Matt and Claire didn't talk, that, that might have been awkward with Luke there. Yeah, possibly. As much as, you know, Luke and Jessica didn't talk in front of Claire. Because, <laughs> you know. Reasons. 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 Caffeine related. So, yeah. Badger fan, thank you for your question. Moving on to Mr. Chris Taylor. Where are you going? What are you doing? You're going away. You're running away. Dudes, do you think they'll edit the Punisher seeing as it is now delayed from its alleged October 13th release date? Um, obviously, we're gonna this this. Is, yeah, this is something we're going to get into in our news, uh, but for a short, quick answer, no. No? Yeah, I don't think they're going to edit it. Okay. Uh, also, for Drew, I'm going to lose scene points for rooting for Osprey instead of Punishment Martinez at Ring of Honor Global Wars. Considering Martinez was a supporter of mine back in... The oh, am I going to lose scene points? Oh. Considering uh, Martinez was a supporter of mine back in the band days. Um, that it? Yeah. You want to just take a... Yeah, um, um, no, you're not going to lose any scene points because okay. you're back in the right pony. It's <laughs> it's not his fault. It's, it's not your friend's support. It's not your supporter's fault that he's not as good as Will Ospreay. No one's as good as Will Ospreay at, okay. what, at what he does anyway. Also, does Jay know Daryl Takahashi is married now? Will <gasps> this upset him in Global Wars? You might have just ruined Jay's day. We'll find out on Thursday. Yeah. Spoilers, we're, up, we're going to an NJPW ROH show on Thursday, ringside. It's going to be berserk. Yeah, I know you're going. I know. No, I'm not. There's still seats available. Mm. So, thank you very much, Chris, for those questions. Now on to the man himself, Mr. Jay Gelsomino. Look at this. 
He better have some news for us. Drew and Carl. I think he does. I saw a casino. Are you happy now? I'm happier. He's He said he saw a casino. I quizzed him on Monday. You did quiz him. I asked him questions. Did he pass? He passed. I think you actually watched the movie. Okay. May, or unless he got a Cliff Notes version, but I asked him some specifics and he was on point. I still feel for integrity purposes, we should still choose not to believe him. Okay. You can quiz him. I will quiz him. Quiz him. Well, if if that is the case, then good. He finally got that, that monkey off his back. Did he like it? Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. Like Goodfellas better. Well, yeah, Goodfellas is. I prefer Casino over Goodfellas, but Goodfellas is a better. It's one A, one B to me. Yeah, personally, but Carl, if you can go back and have one childhood toy back now just to play with, what would you choose? Yes, I know this is quite the Sophie's choice since you owned everything. <laughs> um, huh. I would probably have to go back to my. Probably my all-time favorite Christmas present, which was the original Empire Strikes Back at at ah because yeah. that thing that that oh the hours of play that thing had some broken pieces on it about a month after I got it, but they were lovingly broke, lovingly broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it would definitely have to be at it. Close second would probably be Optimus Prime. Clo- which one, Headmaster or OG? OG. Okay. Uh, Headmaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, close third would be the Cobra Rattler. Mm. Loved the Rattler. Loved it. So many bombs. I always mix up the Rattler and the Night Raven. The Night, I like the Night Raven. The Night Raven was the SR-71. Yeah. I was not a big fan of that. Yeah, a drone on it and everything. I liked that. I played with the drone much more than I played with the ship itself. Because A, it just figures were cool. a pain to get into it. Yeah, but it looked awesome. Mm. Yeah, it didn't have a lot of like guns or anything. <sighs> okay. I'm just saying. The Rattler's, saying. the Rattler's fun. No, I know. I know. But the Raven. I know. Did you have the Raven? My cousin did. Okay. We we like we really liked it. Yeah. He had a Sky Striker, which I always wanted. I had the other one. What was the other one? The with the with the, with the forward facing. Yeah. Lane. No, that, I know what that you're talking about. Stunk. Just, what do you mean that plane stunk? That plane was awesome. That's the plane you got when you couldn't afford the Sky Striker. I don't think the Sky by the time that was like late waves. The later it was waves? like two years later after the Sky Striker. I think, yeah, but I think the Sky Striker was largely out of circulation. Wait, didn't they bring the Sky Striker back for Tiger Force? No, they brought the cheap one. They brought okay. the they brought the one I had back yeah. for Tiger Force. You know, it's funny that uh, that YouTube channel I've mentioned it a couple times, uh, Retro Blasting. Yes, they're doing a restoration of the flag. Oh, it's it's really cool to watch. And the more and more I watch it, I was like, it wasn't a great toy. It's it. it it's a stationary yeah it's not it's not that great but the fact that it exists yeah no is don't give it yeah. the fact it's it's the biggest like, thing ever made for a kid it's gotta toy be line. what were they thinking no i know um it was only 100 bucks back in the day nope but that was a lot of money back well, in the yeah, day. i know but they, but like no action figure manufacturer these days has the stones to do anything close yeah. to that there's no yeah. way they would pull that now but the the guy who hosts Retro Blasting raises a valid point that every time you saw like pictures of it or saw a video of kids playing with it, they were always playing around it. They were never <laughs> playing like with it. Well, 
Yeah. You, I mean, you can't. You put your yeah. plane on it, and there it is. Yeah, I mean, it is very limited what it could do. Take off a plane, land a plane, take off a plane, land a plane. But you know, it exists. Guns and whatnot. I know, I know. It's like climbing a mountain. Why I'm would just, you do that? I'm because it's home, there. As someone who owned one, I know. wasn't the greatest toy in the world. That's easy for you to say. Yes, it is, because I owned it. Uh, exactly. It's just like, you didn't miss much with it. So you say. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't want it. All right, no, I get you, I get you. Uh, Drew, mm-hmm. if you can go back in time and break one of little Carl's plethora of toys in front of him, <laughs> what would it be, and would the butterfly effect cause Carl to be the cynical one? Wow. I don't know. I, that, that's From the sounds of it, I guess I'm going to have to go back and not so lovingly break that AT-AT on him. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I'm gonna strike. I'm gonna you know, aim for the heart. That's that's the way that's it goes. Mean, you would turn me to the dark side. Sure. I don't think you want that, sir. Yeah. For you, who the lets your is, dark side out and breathe the and walk normally. Here's the problem, though. You've adjusted. You've achieved balance. No, I would. You would know I'd who I was. Keep my dark side inside. The best. No, he said if I can go back in time, so I would go back in time as I currently am. Strutting to your house, little childhood Carl sitting there playing with his ATAT, and I just pick it up and chuck it <laughs> and leave. You never see me again. <laughs> what happened? Until years later when I meet you and just <laughs> jump on you and start pummeling you. Because I, I grew up a dark hatred soul. Okay. Jay, thank you very much for your questions. Then I come back to an alternate. Yeah, you come back to Hell Valley. That's what happens. You turn me that into was Biff. The cause. Oh my god! You turn me into Biff. Oh my god! You as Biff. Oh jerk! Oh, that's that's precious right there. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Oh man! All right. Next questions from our good friend Adam. Sends him some questions. Carl and Drew, may the force be with you. Thank you, sir, and also with you. Drew's rolling his eyes right now. But no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> uh, would you both be willing to partake in a Star Wars trivia off? Oh, God. In honor of the movies coming out in December. Would be interesting to see who is the greater fan. See, I don't think demonstration of knowledge necessarily demonstrates fandom. I could tell you things from the movies. Yeah. But if you're going to get into the, you know crazy expanded stuff we would all. have to keep it just I, yo, like man. classic trilogy i could probably do well at that i'm yeah. sure we all could do well yeah. at that. yeah it would be like it would kind of be like the who it, when you're taking free throws who's gonna miss first sort of yeah. yeah yeah like i have star wars trivial pursuit from back in the day yeah i played it a bunch and just got bored of it because i won every time yeah but I have a feeling like these trivia night kind of situations are going to be like really esoteric questions. Well, that, it's that funny. Because no one like, should know <laughs> because like every every once in a while they throw out a question like, you know, there would be your normal fair questions. What planet is Yoda from? And then they'd be uh, there would just randomly be a question like, who was the third cousin of the second grip assistant on Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Like, then, you know what? That's what I mean. Like, you know, what was the character that was on screen for a nanosecond in the background yeah. on Bespin? What was his name? What is the name uh, of the guy carrying the keg in Empire Strikes Back? Uh, the ice cream machine? I, I thought of it as like a little Heineken It's an ice cake. cream machine. Did well, you? I know the actual thing's an ice cream machine, but I was like, I bet you it's a little Heineken in there. No, it's ice cream. I know. They love right. ice cream on Bespin. 
Jabana ice cream. Okay. As people engaged in geek culture, what is the geekiest thing you have ever done? Have you ever worn or mm. done something geeky that you regretted? Ah. And then he says, go Bills, which I'm not going to read with any enthusiasm, because <laughs> frankly, if I got three turnovers, I could have won that game. I can I can say, and I'm 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 being partially facetious. Go Bills and take the Sabers with you. <laughs> anyway, um, ooh, that's a good question. Have I ever done a the lot geekiest of geeky thing I've ever done? I mean, there was the, the the junior high time when this girl that like wanted to make out or ignite your lightsaber something like that she lived across the street like across the across not like the across, yeah. it's hard to explain i lived across from a park and there was another street across from the park as well yeah she lived on that opposing street okay. across from the park and she wanted me to come over and like you know whatever and i was playing final fantasy 3 and I was like, sorry, but I just got my airship and it's amazing. <laughs> Girl, I got this airship. I'm going to be cruising around. Yep. I'll catch you on the flip. Final Fantasy 3 took precedence. Um, I was young. I was scared of girls at that point. No, I know. I get you. I get you. I'm trying. I'm struggling to think of the geekiest thing I've ever done. Then, then there's like the waiting out. There's waiting in line overnight for a Nintendo Wii count. Is that geeky or is that just, not really? Okay, I think like Did that. The, I think like the geekiest thing I've ever done maybe was when I skipped school to see all three special editions. Yeah, okay. They came out. So back in the old uh, University Eight THX theater. Wow. Strangely enough, only Star Wars sh- was shown there. Empire and Jedi played at the AMC. Why? I. Don't know, hmm. and I wept when they. What tore else were they playing in that DHX? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's the geekiest thing I've ever done. Um, have you ever worn or done something geeky that you regretted? No, <sighs> no regrets. In my case, don't think so. Ironically enough, the thing I've worn in my life that I regretted the most, because it was such a shameless bandwagon thing, Uh-oh. is not geek-related. Sports-related. Yeah, go on. Remember a Charlotte Hornets jacket or something like no, that? No, no. Close. Okay. But no. Remember Starter? Oh, yeah. We all remember, had Starter jackets. Remember like the, the baseball jerseys with the matching shorts and the pinstripes and the hats with the pinstripes on them? They were black. I mean, I remember, I remember the hats. I don't remember the other thing though. The shirt. it was like it was like a base. It was a style, baseball style jersey, like button down thing. Okay, and they had like the matching basketball shorts. Okay, okay. Yeah, I had Chicago Bulls. Everyone did. Yeah. I didn't, but everyone else. I didn't did. watch basketball. It was the time, man. The Bulls yeah. thing got hot, then the White Sox because it was all black. You know, yep. black and white colors. So, yeah. Um, what else was hot in that era? The Raiders, the silver and black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the, that well, was like that was like the coming out party for sports apparel. That was such a bandwagon thing. I'll fully admit to it. We all, we I've been there. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not as ashamed of it as you are, but I had my share of starter jackets and whatnot as yep. a, as a youth. Then I discovered music and I put all that away. Yeah. 
Okay, Adam, thank you very much for your questions. Uh, lastly, we have a coming in right on their wire, Mr. Manuel Marin, our friend from Staten Island. Batmanuel Marin? Batmanuel Marin. Manny, watch the tick. You'll get it. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> he starts out, has your boy ever watched Casino yet? He's referring to Jay. Uh, yes, he has. Apparently he has. Will there be a Stranger Things episode by episode breakdown? We didn't do it for the first one. Yeah, I don't know that we'd do it for the be, second. We kind of have fun with the one-off shows that we do in between series. So It's going to depend. Well, yeah. I mean, schedule-wise, it might work out where we might, might work out. It yeah. might work out. Maybe we could do a two-episode-at-a-time breakdown, given when Punisher is probably coming out. Yeah. Poss- we can possibly do Let's put this in the hopper. Put it in the hopper. Yeah. Let it percolate a little bit. Is that something that you would want? Put, how about that? Yeah. Dear listeners, let us know. If you would like us to do episode-by-episode episode breakdowns of other shows other than the Marvel Netflix stuff, let us know. We, but we're, we're we, here for you. So we, This is a customer service industry. We're here to serve you. If you've got suggestions for content, we're all ears. Okay, he says, Drew. Yeah. Justice has still not been satisfied, sir. sir. Go go on. Did you remember when he was in town and you were you had the illness? Ah. Not to visit? Yeah. The stakes must now be raised. Oh, dear. Retribution must be made in one of the following ways. Oh, dear. Free Long Cold Dark merch. Mm-hmm. Carl takes your SNES for two SNES classic for two weeks upon arrival before it is even removed on a package. We're too, too late, late for, for that. that, man. Sorry. <laughs> oh, this last one's kind of savage. Okay, a director's cut viewing of Rise of Cobra with Drew bound, gagged, and eyes forced open, a la Clockwork Orange. Oh God, um, that's a bad. Like idea. I think you can endure that movie if you got to mock it and scream at it. Yeah, not. Yeah, if you can't say anything, you just have to watch it. That would be painful. That's like pouring straight hate into a nun. Wow. Um, that uh, I I have the free merch, man. I, <laughs> I got the merch. I'll send you a pic. <laughs> tell me what t tell me what t shirt size you are. I'll make this happen. Uh, and no question for me. Please respond with your t shirt size. Yeah. I'll see what I have in inventory. No, uh, no question for me, huh, man? All right. I see how it is. He knows you. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings our cross-examination to a close. Thank you, everyone who sent in questions. We appreciate it, as, as always. Which brings us to the news. And unlike the past couple of weeks, we got some news this week. We got a bunch of stuff to go over. New York City Comic Con was this week. I'll be honest with you, though, not a ton of stuff really, like, big well, dropped and had. I was expecting more of, like, because New York Comic Con is kind of turning into, like, San, San Diego, Diego Comic Con East, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. Uh, there's a couple things. Um, did you watch did, the Happy trailer? I did. Thoughts? It made me happy. Ah ha ha! Yes. that looks more bananas than I anticipated it to look. Yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Like I, it's been a while since I read Happy, mm-hmm. so I didn't necessarily remember the detective character being as slapsticky as he seems to be. Nor I, um, but. Sure. Yeah. The happy, the imaginary creature looks off the page perfect. Pat Oswalt uh, is fun as the voice as well. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, yeah, looking uh, looking forward to it. It could actually be a good sci-fi show. 
That's such a contradiction in terms. Like I said, BSG was good until it wasn't, so it is we possible. Say, we say sci-fi is in the channel sci-fi. Right, right, or right. Or as right, you right. may know it, Sifi. Sifi channel. Sifi. Sifi channel. So, okay, um, <gasps> where... Hmm. Do you want to do trailers first? Or you want to do? Why don't we start most show relevant? Okay. So yeah. Um, leading into uh, New York City Comic Con, and uh, there was another Comic Con. I think Paris, London, or Paris. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were supposed to have like big Punisher panels, yeah, big reveals and everything. Then, of course, the tragic events in Las Vegas happened, and then Marvel made what. I think we can both safely feel was the right decision to cancel those panels, given the nature of the character of the Punisher. The panels were canceled, and then following that, the, the apparently that p- panels were going to lead into a surprise premiere of the show on Netflix. Yeah, like it was going to come out this month. Yeah, the rumors it was going to drop this Friday. Right, the entire series, and so now it has been pushed back till November. Yes, and I think that's the right move. Yeah, that's right now. That's the right call. If it's any other character, I don't see him doing that. It's just like you know, just the nature of the character is yeah. such that I I agree with. Let's let's give people some time to kind of breathe here before we go. No pun intended, but I guess pun intended. Guns blazing on a Punisher show. Yeah, on television. Um, not that there's ever a good. I, I don't know. Not is it, is it, is it a month enough time? I don't know, but. It's the right call. Let's just... Yeah. I think, like, if they're... Like, we were discussing in a chat, and you had said that when it was... It was... When they announced the cancellation of the panel at Comic-Con, yeah. I had voiced, like, do you think they'll push it back? And you didn't think they would, but that's when we thought it was coming out in November. Right. I didn't know about the Which, surprise October yeah. release. If it was still coming out in November, I would probably say, yeah, they probably wouldn't push it back. Right. That's... That's enough time, I think. Um, but that, that October release—that's uh, it. Would have been nice, yeah. but again, I get it. We get it. I totally understand. We don't have a problem with it. No, it's fine. It's totally um, fine. So yeah. So yeah, that was the uh, the big punch news. Um, slightly less show relevant, but definitely relevant to our hearts. It was <laughs> announced. That in 2018, Batman the Animated Series will get a Blu-ray release. Now, I'm curious about this for a variety of reasons. Okay. Are the source cells, how are they going to do this in HD exactly? Because, like, were the original episodes photographed on video in standard definition? Like, how how is this conversion going to take place exactly? I think... I'm just yeah, I curious. don't think it's going to be like true HD. Okay. Because just by nature of the source material. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> okay. It's a, it's another taking it from a business perspective. We've got this product, people want it, we can sell it again. Okay. Um what I would like for them to go in and clean up the prints. Because I've got I've got the original DVD release of the series. Yeah. And it looks good, but it could be cleaned up. And I was even like, just with the 25th anniversary and whatnot of that, I was watching some of the old episodes streaming because they're on Amazon Prime. And even streaming HD, you could tell like these prints could do with a really good cleanup. Will they do that is the question. I would hope. I hope. Yeah. I hope. Um, 
because that's like if they if there's no restoration done and there's not really any great special features. What's the point? Besides, I, besides having, personally, me, I don't need to buy it because I've got the DVDs. Sure, well, I mean they can put more episodes per disc, maybe. Eh. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. No, I get it, but still happy to hear like Mask of Phantasm just got a Blu-ray release last yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. Do want to pick that up? Because um, the original DVD release of that was when DVD launched. Oh God! Yeah, forever ago. So, yeah, I remember when. Um, I got a DVD player shortly after launch, and the Tim Burton Batman was one of the first DVDs I got. <laughs> and, of course, chapter selection is listed as a feature. It didn't have all the chapters. Really? It had like just like random chapters you could select. You couldn't go sequentially. That's bizarre. It was weird. It was, it was a different weird. time. It, it took companies a while to get the handle of doing good DVDs. The only company I can remember that did them really good out of the box was Universal. Hmm. Universal always had really great dvds full of like uh tons of special features two two of which that spring to mind from the early days were 12 monkeys and fear and loathing las vegas Hmm. a lot of great special features on those okay so those are the kind of like the two big news things we noticed but actually no there's no news thing you wanted to well you didn't look at it but i want to talk i was going to avoid it because you know why why piss off an already angry drew well, no, no, no. It's fine. You know, here, here's the. Well, your default state is kind of anger. Is it? It's, no, I don't you're know about like, that. You're like it's, it's you're, more apathy these days. You're like the Hulk in Avengers. You're, ah, you're always okay. angry. Just gotta poke. That's the bear. your secret. You're always angry. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um. So this doomsday clock thing is happening. Yep. Superman versus Doctor Manhattan. Apparently. Yep. No one asked for it. Yeah, Lucas has grown into. So. I want to dismiss it out of hand, totally. And by all accounts, I should dismiss it out of hand because Watchmen is Watchmen and I don't think yeah. it needs to be... It, it stands it, it, well enough on its own. Exactly. There's no need to do anything else with it. It's perfectly perfect on its own. Did you read the before <clears throat> Watchmen stuff? I did. And you know what I discovered? It's totally unnecessary. <laughs> but was it good? Most of it, no. Something can be unnecessary and still be good. Like, not even the Darwin Cook Minutemen? That was probably the best one, and and mostly because of the artwork. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, The rest of it... Okay. You know? Just not bad, but just no need for it. Um, So, this Doomsday Clock thing is kind of a similar... It's actually like a double... Warning flag, because yeah. you're re-dipping your toe in the Watchmen world, which, again, shouldn't be done, and you're crossing it over with the DC universe, which is like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 don't do that. It's kind of like crossing Star Wars with Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Yeah, they're kind of in the same world, yeah, but they don't fit. Right, just, no, right. So, my initial reaction at the announcement and all that was, no, that's ridiculous, Yeah, but I'm not going to buy it, so I don't care. They released the first six pages, Carl, on the internets. Okay. Suddenly, suddenly, my interest well, is kind of peaked. Let's let's start at the the base of the matter. How's the artwork? Great. Gary okay. Frank is drawing it. Oh yeah, dude. Gary Frank is amazing. Yeah. 
So you've already kind of like going like, yeah. I know that they like Jeff Johns is sitting at a desk. Drew is cynical. <laughs> he knows I shouldn't do this. How, How can, can I we, get him in? Yeah. How can I hook him? Gary Frank. Damn Frank? it. You got me. <laughs> okay. So that's so the artwork's looking pretty good. Okay. Number one. Something that I didn't think would affect me about this their this story kind of again affected me. So eventually, I guess this is going to lead to Superman versus Doctor Manhattan, but I could care less about that portion of it. But yeah. in the first six pages, the way it's presented, someone is mowing the lawn right now. Do you know what time it is, sir? I'm talking about Watchmen, and it's dark. Out. It's dark out. All right. I was, I was wondering, like, what's that sound? And it just dawned on me. Um, okay, anyway, sorry. The other thing that, that kind of intrigued me, and it shouldn't, but it does, they're setting it in the Watchmen, it starts off anyway, in the Watchmen universe okay. in 1992. So which we are post-events post, of, post of Watchmen. Okay. And in these six pages, do you know what's happening? What? Rorschach's journal has been published. Veidt's whole plan has been found out. And there are mobs in the streets in New York City busting into Vite Tower. To Like, he is now a wanted criminal. Yeah. International criminal. Okay. And it's being told... The art, again, the artwork is fantastic. Yeah. And you get, you know, there's events happening and the, there's cable channels. Show, like, yeah. his big wall of monitors and all that stuff. And it's talking about how he's fled... No one knows where he is, and he's now wanted internationally, and the, the, people now know what he did in Watchmen. Yeah. And there's narration happening as well. Now, this is where I roll my eyes. This is this is the eye roller. Because up to this point, the story's interesting. It, it, right. Like, I'm kind of like, huh, okay, well, okay. Guess who shows up on the last page of this six-page preview? Who shows up? Someone who has no right to show up in a Watchmen series, if the well, events I of mean, Watchmen, yeah. well, hey, if the events of Watchmen are unchanged, unchanged, and this takes place after the fact, this character should not be there. Okay, but he is, and it is Rorschach. Yeah, because he got uh, blundered. He got obliterated. He got by Doctor Manhattan. He got exploded. Yes, he did. Now he's in costume. Okay. It could so be someone know else. It's the same Rorschach might not be Walter Kovacs under there. Okay, but it's Rorschach. Yeah, I mean, now that you know what, now that you say that, Rorschach's journal gets published. Rorschach is known about. Okay, if if they make a Walter Kovacs, then uh, there's right. no way you're going to explain that away. Right, because the only way you can explain that away is stupid, and that Doctor Manhattan put them back together, which. Is a hell of a Deus Ex Machina, but that's also how Kinda they're going to do it with DC anyway. So yeah, but if you make it someone else, like what if it's Dan? Like yeah, y- you know what I mean. I don't then know. Then that's then that's interesting because he, him, and Rorschach were always friends, right? And he watched Manhattan. He did well. He did he see it? I don't think he saw it happen. But he, I might be thinking more of the movie. Maybe. It happened in front of him in the movie. Okay, that's right. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the book, I don't think it did. He did, but he was Dan. Was he com- knows what happened. Dan was complicit in the plans. Yeah. So he kind of left Rorschach to his own devices, and that's what happened. But but in any case, we're speculating. Yeah. 
I did not think I would like this, and I wanted to. I, I my, the, my every instinct still says, do not give this the time of day. Yet I can't like WWE. I can't help but be intrigued, and I can't turn away. I don't think. I think this has well a more promise than WWE. <laughs> um, Someone talk me out of this, please. It's it's funny because like the way you're laying it out, I was like, wow, this would be a really good Watchmen sequel. If you're if you're good, I'm never opposed to sequel if you could tell a good story. Sure. Yeah, you, know, you can hit me with the story premise, and the premise starting off being there's riding in the streets because Rorschach's journal was published, and oh, here's Rorschach. That's an interesting premise to suck me in for a Watchmen sequel, but putting putting the DC characters in it just yeah. doesn't like why like what's these the- these characters in Watchmen are are parodies of granted lesser known. DC characters. Charlton characters. Yeah. Charlton, which were purchased by DC. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, it just, it doesn't feel like a fit. I think Jeff Johns wants to do some kind of compare and contrast between the different universes by putting them together. But you know what? Yeah. I, you don't have to put them together. I can see it. You know? Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> like, and, I, and we differ greatly on Jeff Johns. I, I like his work. You do not. Um, maybe maybe this changes my mind. It, uh, the, fact that, the fact that you're as open to it as you are is, I shouldn't is surprising be. to me. But it's also, you know, you're willing to give it a shot. Dude, I wasn't until I looked at, I looked at it. Yeah. And I was like, what is it? And, I, and then suddenly it was like... <sighs> I kind of want to see where yeah. this goes. So you're saying you're going to give it at least one issue? I'm, af- I'm afraid so. All right. Can't believe I'm saying that. Can Can I simply say the end is nigh? Because, dude, <laughs> because it, it's yeah, it's bizarre, man. I'm I'm very morally conflicted yet again. I they might have found a way to make it work, but we'll see. I don't know. So. All right, we've got three trailers to discuss. Sure. We've got a fire, a really good cheeseburger, an exquisite filet mignon. Holy cow. Where do you um, want to start? I, I I don't know what your criteria are, so let's let's start with the one that I have the least to say about. The dumpster fire? No, no, no. I could Oh, I could, so you want the really good cheeseburger then? Sure. Okay. If so it is what I think it is. Pacific Rim. Okay, yeah, that uprising. One. Yes. Uh full trailer dropped. Yeah. I really loved the first Pacific Rim cuz it was just simple fun. It was flashy, it was like high production value, massive destruction, big kaijus, big robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Day, Ron Perlman, Idris Elba. There was if you're if you're a geek, there was nothing to not like about that movie. And it was just a lot of fun. Did it have plot holes? Of course it had plot holes. It's a it's a kaiju movie. My biggest one, the only thing that prevents me from fully loving it. <laughs> Is if they had the big laser chainsaw weapon that they that they use in the end to right is that remember he had the big sword arm or whatever or whatever it was it like killed the kaiju in one hit but they only busted it out at the end of the movie well you know you why gotta, not just use it all the time the same logic can be applied to like the original Voltron series just lead with the blazing sword well that yeah. seems to kill him in one hit yeah they, you know you got to build up the meter 
I don't think it works that way. Yes, it does. <laughs> but anyway. You know what all those like heads-up displays they had inside the head of the kaiju. Oh, there's yeah. a little meter There's a meter there. going? Okay, mm-hmm. super meter? Yeah. A, little, a little charge up going on. All right, just checking. So, Fair enough. But yeah, we got the first uh, trailer for Pacific Rim 2, and it looks the same. It looks... <laughs> and that's yes. a good thing, because yes. it's a bunch of giant robots now fighting one gigantic kaiju. And at some point, it looked like robots fighting robots? What? Is there some internal strife with the, with the peoples that are, you know, they... Not, are, are we going to get some robot jocks action is my question well, here. Well, you know, once we no longer have an evil to unite against common uh, we, good we, against... We fight, we, against our, yeah, we fight ourselves. We get bored. Yeah. We're going to start fighting ourselves again. Yeah. So, yeah. Came out. John Boyega's in it. He gets to, he, he he gets to speak from, in his regular accent. From what I understand, he's playing Idris Elba's son. Okay, that's fair. So he, get, um, he gets to be British in this one. Yeah, Charlie Day's back in it. I'm not sure if Ron Perlman. Oh, I don't think so. Returns. I think we would have. I would hope so. Um. So no, yeah. no Charlie Hunnam either. No, he's not returning in this one. He's he's too big for it now. I guess. And he's really not. <laughs> Especially after how King Arthur performed. This I hear summer. you. But didn't the, those perform? Sons of Anarchy people, they they love him. So, well, Sons of Anarchy is done. Yeah, but but, done. but he's got that cachet now with the, with that audience that will go see him in things. Mm, okay, I know. I think you're putting a lot of stock in, in the Charlie Hunnam, but I have no stock in Charlie Hunnam. I'm just pointing okay. out that he right. apparently he was still too good for this. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so. Should we go to the dumpster fire? I think it's we should. It's been a long time it's been since a while. we've been dumpster fire. Um, and folks, we got a new trailer for Justice League, and it's still a dumpster fire, but with, with a little bit more color. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, was, hang on. There was nothing... Where do we begin with this? Because, okay, let's, let me, let's, let's put this out there. You would think we are a month from release, right? Yes. Ish? Month-ish? Yeah. We're a month from release for this movie. We get this new trailer. Granted, maybe I'm just not looking for it, but when it landed, the trailer, was there was there big nope. outcry for like no. yes? No, there wasn't. I felt I like and it you left know what? nothing before the trailer landed. I was talking with a couple friends at work. I'm like, this movie's a, a little over a month away. Nobody's talking about There's it. There's no hype at all. There's none. It's nothing. And, I mean, yeah, you're probably thinking, oh, you guys are just DC haters, and, well, DC films are getting No, no, because you know, we're going we're gonna to compare the, the hype level to, to fi- I mean, the least, next trailer we're going to talk about. Yeah, I, and, see, the thing is, like, I wish, I kind of wish the, the next trailer we're going to talk about, of course, being Star Wars. Sure. I kind of wish they were, they were flipped. Like, for, for Justice League, you didn't show me anything new that gets me excited for this movie no if anything i have more i have i have problems sir like you showed me more of the same now granted i don't want them to go like they did with the trailer the first when they did the first full trailer for batman v superman yeah which literally you could tell every beat of the story that was going to take place sure. just from that trailer doing a trailer is a lot of ways difficult thing to do to do a good trailer because a good trailer can make 
a not great movie seemed fantastic. See the original full trailer for Man of Steel. Remember how we were all going crazy over that? Um, I had a problem. Even then, I had a problem with John Kent. Well, I mean, yeah. He was a hateful, hateful soul. What a jerk. As he was in the comics. What? <laughs> I know. What? I know. I'm joking. I'm okay. joking. Um, you didn't show me anything new. You showed me more of things I don't like. Flash. Flash. <laughs> He's so stupid. I hate him so much. The costume and his stupid jokey jokes. Is not a wise cracking. If you're doing Barry Allen, if you're doing Wally West, then yes, you can get away with some wise crack. Sure. Barry's a nerd. Barry Allen, yeah. He's a straight-laced dweeb. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but the lightning is yellow. I hear you there too, man. It's a nitpicky thing. Then we got but then they got Batman trying to tell jokes. They're trying to punch up the. Di- I, you could tell that I could tell when. Yeah, jo- there was a lot of smiling in this. They're trying to make it brighter, but then they have like those those really. They're definitely the Zack Snyder shots that I just look at and yeah. they're like, nah. like for instance, you know what shot looked really stupid to me? Wonder Woman standing on that statue. It just looked flat it just, and, yeah, it didn't, and dull. And, it didn't it just, pop. No, it was just nothing. Just a like, nothingness. You can do that shot so much better with her just standing in front of the statue. Sure. And can we stop the subterfuge with soup? We know he's in the movie. Yeah. Can we stop pretending he's dead? You're, we're not dumb. Yeah. Um. Oh. Can we talk about Aquaman? Yes. Here's the thing. Everyone likes Jason Momoa. Everyone thinks he's a great guy. He's, I, and I'm seems and like a good dude to hang out with. I would drink love, beer and throws axes. That's what someone else you know what? That's what someone else told me. That's pretty that's impressive. Yeah. Great. Good for that. Him being all dude bro in this movie is gonna get old real fast. I understand the need for a different take on Aquaman. Uh-huh. Because public perception of Aquaman is not what we know of Aquaman, right? The really good character he can be. Yes. It's Super Friends Aquaman. Talks to fish. Talking to fish. I So in that, I get the need for another take on the character. This is an extreme overcorrection. Yeah. This is the Poochie of Aquaman. <laughs> I'm he sorry, doesn't now. get busy. He gets busy. I have to go back to my people oh. under the sea. Like under the sea. he's all like, "Yeah, dude, my man, my man." Like, ah, uh, no, yeah. what are you doing here, yeah? Yeah, I. I. Zach Snyder was probably like, "Listen, Jason, we know you're an actor. Don't act. Just be yourself. Only a much more annoying version of yourself." Actually, you know what Zach told him? What? Dude, you're me. <laughs> Just be me, bro. Your motivation's right here. Right here. My man. That's so... Action. Prob- probably true. That's so probably true. Uh, So, yeah. It didn't... I mean... Again, there seemed to be leaning hard into Wonder Woman, which, let's be honest, is is a good thing to do. Probably a good call. Um, um, I, but I don't know what that movie's about. There's there's parademons everywhere, and that's about all I could tell you. Yeah, which I mean, 
okay, if you're going to do Justice League movie, yeah, you can do something like that. Sure. You need that big, you know, cosmic threat, especially for Justice League. Yes. But again, there was just nothing new shown that got me excited to see no, the movie. No, it's just a thing. It's a thing that's happening. That's all I can say about it. It's yeah. a thing that is happening. Yep. And I feel like it just, that trailer dropped and I just, you could hear a pin drop from people. Like, no one cares. Yeah. That's my perception. If there's someone out there right now that's like, you know, going, they can't wait to see Justice League, then dude, more power to you. But I, I, I feel like that's not really a thing. Thor comes out around the same time. Does yes. it not? The Thor hype. Thor the comes Thor out hype is real, son. First week of November. It's already out in Europe. Yeah. Why do they do that? Why does Marvel do that to us? A month. I mean, a couple weeks, maybe. A month. Oh, man. And how do I avoid spoilers all this time? Uh, Anyway, the hype level on Thor is real. Yeah. And reviews are coming in. Nothing but good things. Everyone's saying uh, the director, Tanahashi Coates, saved the Thor franchise. I don't know that it needed air quotes saving, but but it needed a it needed a, a big spark. swing. Yeah, it needed it, a big swing, and it this sounds like it. they nailed it. And uh, without getting too deeply into the Thor hype, um, I just all I'm saying is the Thor hype is there, man. People are amped for that movie. I know I am. Every time a new trailer drops for it, people lose their minds just yep. because it looks like f- it looks fun as hell. Yeah, Justice League drops a trailer, crickets. People are like, "Hey, Justice League trailers up." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's where DC's. That's where that's where the Warners are at right now with that whole franchise. Just yep. Apathy. It's like it, it's. I don't know. It's like going. Yeah. People are going to go see it as a formality, not because they want to. It's it's weird. It's like going to a funeral or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I, I, is, I guess we got to go to this. You uh, know what it is, and. Apologies to friends who have invited me to these things because I never go. Oh, uh, it's just for this reason. It's like going to your friend's kids play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what it is. <laughs> sure, sure. Because you want to support them, but you'd rather be somewhere else. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. That's that's sure. All right. So good luck with that. Justice League. Yeah. I was really hoping... We'll let you know how that goes. I, I was hoping for this trailer. It's like, okay, first trailer after, you know, Joss has had his hands on him for a while. Let's see what happens. But, again, going back to what I said after Wonder Woman came out, Wonder Woman, big push forward for them. Justice League's going to be a regression because it's still very Snyder-influenced. Things going forward after Justice League could be better. Sure. <laughs> it's a theory. If they don't, if Justice League doesn't like reduce it all to ashes by the end of it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's it's it, going to make money. It'll make, it'll make enough money to, because the DC films, bad as they've been with the exception of Wonder Woman. Somehow they make They've money. all made money. Yeah. Which is why they keep making them. So it's going to make money. Yeah. Not as much money though, ah. as the next film, which we are going to talk about. Which is going to make all the money. Drew? Probably. I'm making a prediction right here. Go ahead. You're not going to believe me, but folks, write it down. Bank it. One of two films will break... One of two films coming out in the foreseeable future 
will break one billion dollars domestically. Has has wait before it's you, never been done. Bef- the had, high, are you Force sure? Awakens is highest grossing nine hundred seventy three million. Okay, and some change. Okay, it will be either Avengers: Infinity War, yeah, or Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Sir, I have a question for you. Yes, why not both? I'm not saying both can't do it, but for something like for something to get that high of money, yeah, like so, things have to click. On multiple levels. Oh, absolutely. It's got to be a great film. It's got to have legs. It's got to yeah. get people talking after they leave the theater. Yeah. Uh, like when you look at the, the previous two record holders for um, all time. Oh, Lucas. He's killing us here. In, out. This is the fourth time. Lucas. <laughs> he's excited, too. So when you look at the previous two record holders for domestic box office, uh, Avatar and Titanic. <sighs> Titanic had people oh. going back to see that three, four times. Thanks, Celine Dion. Go went crazy over that. It appealed to like just multiple. It did. It, it hit all the. It hit, it hit, everything. hit everything right. Yeah. I mean, I hated it, but whatever. I wasn't a fan. For me, it took too long to sink a boat. <laughs> um, Avatar, three D theaters, <sighs> IMAX theaters, because. Yeah. If movie, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Movie's terrible. If you were to tell me tomorrow it's showing an IMAX 3D, I'd go back and watch it again. You mad man. The 3D experience alone is incredible. Hmm. 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 So, and that's what kind of bolstered Avatar. And it just like created, it's funny because it created a fan base that just kind of went away after a while. They're going to come out of the woodwork when those sequels come out. that's funny anyway um so let's move on yeah last night monday night football disney's like how can we get people to watch vikings bears we'll give them a star wars trailer and we'll air it at halftime so yeah first full trailer since the last one (laughs) well no last one wasn't full trailer it was kind of halfway dude i'm so i don't write the rules i'm just saying what it was a trailer. So what what did you think of it? Because I know we've had well, discussions. There was, there was all you've, this. Been, you've been very weary going into Last Jedi. You're, my my policy has kind of been like, you've already got me in the theater. So I want there to be some level of surprise when I go in. So I'm trying to, I debated what I was going to do. And then I've got Ryan Johnson, the director, coming out saying like, eh, maybe don't watch it. Because it shows too much. And it's like, man, what do you... What the, if it shows too much, then tell Disney or tell somebody not to do that. It's your movie. Have some, like, stop that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's the one that cut the trailer together. But still, like, if that's... They a pr- probably showed it to him and he went... Mm-hmm. Why Why do they do that? Like... It's, it's Disney. It's Kathleen Kenny. They know what they're doing. I guess so. But in this case... <sighs> so, I'm sorry, you go Let ahead. me tell you, you my experience. These are your experience. So you watched it. Yes. Asked me if I saw it. I said no. And you no, said No, I said don't watch. You it. told me not to. Yeah. And you said I wouldn't like what it sets up. Cuz I know your policy is typically blackout. Yes. For I, the specific reasons you don't want to be shown too much. Right. Now, having said that, it's the internet. I it's unavoidable basically. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, well, it's going to be until Christmas I got to I got to live in a, a bubble." 
Impossible. Totally impossible. So I watched it last night with no sound. Going strictly by visual. Okay. Interesting. And I was I was like, oh, that looks looks cool. And going by the visual cutting alone, the editing, I could look at it and go like, oh, I know what they're going to do here. And I didn't see that coming, actually. So after that, that was last night, I watched it without the sound. This morning in my office, once again, unavoidable. My whole, everyone's, everyone's a chatter. <laughs> there was no way in hell I was going to be able to avoid any of this. So I watched the whole thing again with sound. All right. So I've seen it. My thoughts. Looks good. <laughs> Looks good. Um, I'm not going to bombard you with my theories on yeah. all of this. Because like, I, I that's just, all I heard all day. I'm, shut up until the movie comes let out. It yes. I'm, <laughs> no one cares what you think, said the guy over the podcast. <laughs> 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 Irony's not lost on me. Uh No one cared, but honestly, no one cares. So just shut up. Just shut up about it. It, The sorry. Anyway, uh, I will say what did surprise me in in a good in a good way because it's logical. Follows the characters to a T. It's a good follow up to the to the plot set up in the first movie. And I, despite it being obvious, never thought that was going to be a thing. It looks like it's implied that Kylo Ren is going to go and try and kill Leia. Spoilers from the trailer, kids. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. And now that they showed it, I'm like, huh, that's smart. I see what you did there. And I didn't see that coming. Good, good, good job, Disney. What did you think of seeing Luke actually doing like stuff? Good. Mark Mark Hamill putting in the work. Yeah, it's, it's weird to kind of see him because it's such a jump from the character we knew to what, well, what he's being depicted as. Sure, now, now he's he's old grizzled Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some things in my day. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it's it's great. I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah. Um, I I saw it and I immediately had some some regret that i watched it only because i felt it showed too much i didn't really feel like that the, way the story beats that i think gets up you know it going like it kind of just now granted a lot of this could be misdirection and i hope it is I keep hope in mind it is. this is the same franchise keep in mind that in the force awakens trailers heavily implied that john boyega was going to be in the lead Jedi role. Right, right. This is the same franchise that showed us a trailer for Rogue One where half of the scenes in that trailer never happened well, in the yeah, movie. Well, yeah, because they had to undergo major reshoots and changes right. because Disney was okay with them killing off all the main characters. All I'm saying is Lucasfilm is very good at misdirecting yeah, us in trailers. You're right. No, you're right. Uh, but as far as it stands... It, stands now from what they're showing us it looks like kylo ren is turning good no i disagree that's misdirection (laughs) but see Um, some people got that out of this trailer i didn't i didn't see it that way at all i think just like you see the conflict with him having to he's not pulling the trigger 
in the Thai silencer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Offering his hand to Ray. And he doesn't have, like, a sinister look on his face when he offers his hand to Ray. Well, like that's how he lose you in. <laughs> um, I think, like, people are complaining about the scar. I think it'd be really cool if they said in the movie, like, he, like, you know, science, medicine, whatnot, just had the scar move to reflect. I don't care. Anakin <laughs> scar mode. I don't yeah, care at all. That's one of those things. I will say I like the space band-aid. <laughs> I was actually kind of mad when they when the when he wasn't wearing it. I was like, that's kind of cool looking. He should just keep that all the time. Yeah, they, they took it yeah. off. Like, oh, um, but again, the movie looks fantastic. Oh like yeah, the, yeah, the visuals of the walkers just lining up and those are kind of silly. The gorilla what? walkers. They're, they're not cool. gorilla walkers. Yeah, they've got like gorilla feet. Well, no, they've got the reason being is like the cannon they have on their back is like a major. Uh-huh. So they have to uh-huh. kind of reinforce themselves. You don't there's, have to justify this. There's to a military, re- a structural engineering I, reason for oh, it. Oh, yes, in Star Wars. Yeah, in Star Wars. Uh-huh. I, I, they don't I, always do it, but sometimes they do. It's a little silly. Um, but that was good with the shuttle just kind of hovering over them in straight yeah. line. That was a cool visual. The Visually, it looks yeah, it, it looks great. It's, it's all very so Star Wars. Very excited. We both have our tickets for it. Yep, bought uh, tickets. We're not going together we're not um, but just because basically when you said get them i dove and yeah. i was lucky to get two together yeah um i first start like i love going to movies with you guys we always have a good time because we always do the marvel films yeah or, like other big stuff like that thor coming up yep we're definitely going that star wars uh because it holds a special place in my heart is just kind of something i just want to share with my wife like the most important person to me outside of my son, you know, oh God, I can't wait. You know, that you bemoan all the Star Wars movies we're getting. Yeah. I'm just kind of hoping we still are getting them when he comes of age to go to a theater. So I can have that experience with him of his first Star Wars film in the theater. Um, but it's something that, and there's something to be said of going to a brand new Star Wars movie on my birthday <laughs> that yes. comes out on my birthday so yeah i wanted to wanted to share that with my wife just, I'm, I'm, just keep that for us i'm apt um it should be good i, I it looks it looks good I'm, it looks great. i'm genuinely yeah. curious as to what it's gonna be i'm not mad about you know show too much or whatever like dude it's it's star wars and I'll, and my one concern i'll share the force awakens takes a lot of heat for being a rehash of A New Hope. Rightfully so. Yeah. If I have to knock that movie on anything, that's what I'll knock that's it on. That's the knock, yeah. So... But at the same time, like we've said, they kind of had to They had... That. Past tense, they had to. Yes. Present tense, I want to see them do something new. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm a little worried that we are kind of in Let's Just Do Empire redo. Mm. Here's why. I mean, you've got you've got your training sequences. Okay, I've seen those with in the I've seen those before. I know what that's all about. So we've yeah. got we've got the young Jedi in training with the with the old master doing the things on the remote planet, and then we've got you know tempted by the dark side. It's uh not for not, hate to be that guy, but not really. Uh, it's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> Shut up, George. <laughs> I just don't want it. To, I mean, that's why the trailer didn't really offend me because it's like, yeah, it's it looks 
this, yeah. this, this is what Star Wars is. It may, and maybe that's what they've decided. Like, you know what? We're not taking too many chances. This is what Star Wars themes are. We're just going to stick with that. And I don't begrudge them necessarily if that's the, the route they want to go, as long as the movie is fun and enjoyable. I just hope that it does offer something new. Yeah. And I have two rules. Two, two rules. rules. Two rules for this movie. Actually, two rules for the next two movies. Okay. And they're pretty simple. Okay. Just to, just to keep things intact. Rule number one. Don't kill Luke. Please. <laughs> please don't kill Luke. Come on, man. Don't kill Luke. <laughs> Han's dead. Carrie Fisher, rest in peace, man. We, we're not going to see her in the next movie. Don't kill Luke. Give us Luke, at least. Let him make it. Rule number two. Don't turn Luke evil, either. We've been over this. Luke rejects the dark side permanently in Jedi. Mm, you can never permanently... Uh, you can never one time reject evil. It's a process that you live out your entire life. When Homeboy stands there over his father and says, I'll never turn to the dark side, his character arc is complete. You know how many things I said I'd never do when I was that age that I've done since then? Um, Great. Don't ruin Luke Skywalker. Yeah, don't, don't ruin Luke Skywalker. Depending how they do it. Don't, don't think ruin, ruin Luke Skywalker. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Stop with your prequel nonsense <laughs> garbage. God. All the, all the things that we've fixed in Star... We, we, we've built so much to get away from that stuff. Just let it burn. Let it go. Those are my two rules. Just leave Luke alone. Nah, you know, <laughs> let him be. Don't let it burn. Just go back and fix it, too. <laughs> the special special edition of the prequels i'll screw that if disney really wants to get me excited they're going to come out and just be like we're redoing the prequels they are no longer canon and we are no longer releasing them on dvd or any other media yep they are banned from existence i would be like good good <laughs> that's gonna that, the thing is if they did that that would just make people want to watch them more and like you know it it would build up. That. Make him a martyr. Yeah, so, <laughs> and, you, and you can't do that. So you know, yeah. let, let's let them be awful on their right. own. So yeah, Star Wars trailer. We're excited. Very Wanna excited. See it. Yay. Yep. All right. That about does it for news. That is it. Now we come to the the end of the feast, if you will. Yeah. Let's uh, unfurl the notes. Let's get into the season finale of Defenders, episode eight, simply titled The Defenders. Yeah, I see what they did there. Well, so, Carl. Oh, you don't look happy. I wish I could say that this show ended strong. It did not. I think the show ended strong. I don't think this episode ended strong. Uh, yeah. Let's. Why don't we start with what I, what I think are both of our biggest gripes about the ending of this is, and that's the apparent death of Matt Murdock. Yeah, that was a little weird because I you've, know season three of Daredevil is coming, so you yeah, gotta sell me a little harder here. It, and then you show him at the end of the episode; he's alive. Yeah, he's with. Mag- but you Maggie. know what, Maggie? You know what, Sister Maggie. Everything looks like is from Daredevil's perspective. It looks like they're really setting up Born again. Sure, I mean, which I, gets me excited. I, I guess, but I mean that's not how Born again started. 
Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> you know again, this is this is Marvel films and you know Avengers: Age of Ultron. What happened to Karen selling to out his identity and, and Wilson Fisk and, and all that? And that's what the next season of Daredevil could be. Okay, all right, I guess so, it's kind of right. anyway. Underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed with how this all kind of this list. This episode just did not work for me at all. As a in any, it's it I didn't like it. What did you like? Well. Where do I start? We're going to blow up this building. Okay. Right? Now, I'm willing to stretch my belief pretty far, given that we're talking about a show with a, a blind guy who, you know, can see kind of with radar senses and whatnot, and he's also a ninja and yada yada. And bulletproof skin guy, and then super strength flying sometimes woman and, you know, iron fist. But... When you're going to tell me that you're going to blow up this building, then they show the building. They're like, may have to make sure no innocents get killed. Looking at that building, I'm like, that building's going to kill a lot of people when it comes down. <laughs> I don't care what precautions he took. That thing's coming down. We've seen this before in real life, mind yes. you. I know. You're going to cause some damage. It bothered me. I know it's a show, and it's, you know... Yeah. But... I, but, to be fair... I, the, the drink... Um, ah. The building did have a 30-story hole to kind of go straight down into. Yes, And the destruction of the building... I'm just being devil's advocate I know, here. I know, I know. The destruction okay. of the building was designed by the architect... To just fall in on itself... Okay. Just saying. All right. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm not buying it. That, and uh, I guess... The I mean, an architect could be able to do one of those control blasts, like you see in, like... Colleen Wing is not an stuff. architect, sir. Yeah, but she's got the plans. You know, it's but tab she- A and a slot B. Come on. Uh, Claire, Claire can set up a, a, a bomb, but so, apparently can't silence a phone. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Right. I'm not saying this episode's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm going to kind of poo-poo this episode a little bit. I, there's some stuff I like, but I'm going to. This is going to be a big dumping fest, unfortunately. Um, what? Well, so okay, continue. I got a lot to get off my chest. Uh, apparently, the effects budget also ran out before this episode. Why is that? This episode's effects were terrible. The green screen work when they were on the elevator shaft and and, and stuff was awful. Oh my god! When she's carrying the ele- you know when 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 yeah. spoilers yeah. She, spoilers, she, the elevator cord snaps and Jess has to pick you know carry it for a second and they're all stand like oh my god I'm looking at like I've seen better mat work in 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 eighties films. <laughs> this is terrible. That, that's what you. That's the best you you could do. Um, <laughs> you know what action film I rewatch, but um, just sidebar, uh, not eighties action film, but nineties action film and. Go back and look at, watch it, and think of wh- where we are today politically yeah. and everything. You're like, oh my god, is this like true story now? Oh, Time Cop. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go. Watch, I'm, I got to go watch Time Cop. Okay. Because like you know, we're all like, how did Trump get elected? How did Trump oh. get elected? You're like, you're like you're watching Time Cop. You're like, mm. so we have to get Jean Claude Van Damme to throw current Donald Trump into '80s Donald Trump, and they'll yes, okay. I'm 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 on board with this plan. <laughs> um. The explosion itself looked pretty in the in the, the yeah, collapse. Well, yeah. 
I know. I know. Come on now. We can do better than this, can't we? Well, you got all your, your primary stars in this, plus, you know, Sigourney Weaver guy. Get that Sigourney Weaver money. Yeah. 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 This, is, so, this is all true. Um, there, There is a budget for these things, even though they're Marvel. So I thought the effects were poor in this episode. I didn't. I, I, the whole building coming down thing was a little. Yeah. Um, we had the big fight scene when it magically turns to hip hop music. Oh, I thought that was great. I thought it was if great. It, if it was centered on Luke, fine, but like it just didn't make sense here. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. That was great. I, I wasn't really feeling it. Um uh, let's see, what else did I not like about this episode? There was some forced team banter. I thought that was a little meh. But within the realm of the characters. I guess. Oh, question, because it was a little unclear. So okay. they're not in Kunlun. They're in some dinosaur graveyard under oh, New York City. Dragon graveyard. Whatever. Well, the, there's a distinct difference between enough. dragons and dinosaurs. So it's, it's, that's in New York City, underneath the ground? I guess, yeah. That's silly. We established that the substance was dragon bones. That's another thing. That's that's the substance? Dinosaur bones? Dragon bones? Whatever. I, I, all right. It's anticlimactic, kind of. I thought it was going to be like, you know... What I thought we were be? going to Kunlun, and there was going to be mystical crap and, and, you know, magic wells and stuff. But that's not a story about New York City. And that's the other thing. This thing just happens to be underneath New York City, and, like, they're all... And, and Madame Gao, much like Alexandria, it's a city. They rise. They fall. It's like, I, I guess. I mean, why, why couldn't this thing just be buried, like, out in the desert somewhere? Because like, that's not a story about New York City. But that's so. That's such a contrived. But in all these shows, the city is just as much character as the title characters. Yes, I, I, I wasn't really. Maybe I was just in a bad mood when I watched this episode. But it just didn't. It, it all didn't really. The Vegas odds on that are usually pretty good. It didn't add up. <laughs> Hang on, I've been on board with this show by and large. So you know, I, I'm the, the fact that I'm so disappointed in the, in the in the finale is a bit of a surprise to me, actually. Um. It, eh. Then they all get away with it? <laughs> Shouldn't they, they? They should all be arrested for, at the very least, criminal trespassing and destruction of property. But magically, well, you've magically gotta, we all walk away scot-free. Got to explain what happened somehow. No consequences at all. <laughs> at all. They stole C4 from a police evidence locker and walked away. <laughs> they blew up a listen, building. Listen. Maybe Defender Season 2 will open up like Ghostbusters 2 did, and like Luke and Danny will be doing kids' birthday parties because they got sued okay. by everyone. I just was, I, I mean, okay. I mean, I knew you going to call. He man. That was a dated reference even back then, by the way. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, see what I mean about the show? The, the movie was not quite right. Even, even then, I knew, like, whoever wrote Dan Aykroyd's not quite on the pulse of kids today. Oh, well, you know. Anyway. It wasn't as cool back then. Um, Danny never puts a mask on. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> you know, you know. We do have... At least he's wearing green and yellow at the end of the... He is. I'll give him that episode. much. Um, oh, okay. Question? I'm just, I'm just going all over the place. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so, bad accent guy? The hand guy that I don't like. The bad accent uh, guy. Bakudo? Whatever. No, not the one that Colleen killed. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, him. Yeah. His accent's terrible. Anyway, uh, 
so he's apparently bulletproof, but not swordproof. Because because Co- uh, 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 Misty shoots him. Yeah. And he's just like, eh, whatever. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll, okay. At least he got his head cut off. No, I know. It's... That was well, silly. no, it's... I mean, you're raising a valid point that the show's kind of conflicting with itself that, you know, they need the substance to remain immortal, but without the substance, they're vulnerable, but, like, we had Nobu kept coming back. Yeah. It's a little... The rules are a little unclear is all. Yeah. No, I'll I'll, I'll back you on that. The rules are definitely unclear. We don't have a there-can-be-only-one. Rest in peace, Misty's arm, by the way. Yeah. It was still like, it, it sucks that that moment got spoiled for you. It did. I, it would have yeah. shocked me. That would, You were marked out at that, I think. I feel bad I for her. I was like, oh my God, they're going to do. Yeah, I know. You feel bad for her. She takes it surprisingly well. I was just going to say, <laughs> she took that well. She wakes up. She's like, yeah. It's the job. Okay. Yeah, it's the job. It's like, yeah. Girl, what are you doing? No. I think, I think that in the beginning of Luke Cage season two, we're going to see her in a much darker place. Because she's not going to be able to be a cop. No. Like, we know she gets the arm. She could be a hero for hire, though. Yeah. We know she gets the arm. Because um, Arrington Weekly spoiled that from Luke Cage season two. Um, Let me tell you what I did like. What did you like? I did like, because we are a Daredevil-focused show, and Daredevil is my favorite character, by and large. Uh, I did like that this episode, and the series as a whole, in a way was kind of like Daredevil Season 2.5. And it resolves itself pretty much centered on Matt and Matt's conflict and him and Elektra fighting alone down in in the depths, him reminding her of who she is and who he is and why won't you kill me if you really don't care and if you really are embracing your destiny of evil or whatever, how come you haven't killed me yet? Yeah. And... That was all good stuff, and that had, that had been built up over the course of a Daredevil season, and now the, the Defenders, and then paid off. So, um, that was all good. I liked all that. And then the shot, the part with when everyone comes back to the police station, not under arrest, by the way, which again, I, 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 okay, okay. Um, and everyone walks in, they're seeing their buddies, and they're like, oh, and that shot with Foggy and Karen just looking at the door, waiting, waiting for Matt for to come, waiting, and he never does. That was good. That's well done stuff. Yeah. It was a little gut wrenching, even though you know he's going to be okay because yes, obviously. season three, right? Um, no, I, I mean, I liked this episode. I liked the show as a whole. Overall, it's um, okay. It just, I didn't like the hand as a villain. They were they were too nebulous. I needed more concrete, like motivations and goals. You know, they did eventually spell it out, and it was kind of like, oh, that's it. All right, whatever. They weren't really that threatening. Like, yeah, they were nefarious, but not really. I don't I know. I think they would have benefited from doing the ninja suits, the red ninja suits. Yeah, apparently, just a bunch of goons. I think that would have added to the threat of them and focus more on the supernatural nature of them. A little bit, sure. Than like the the world crime organization. Um, I'm hoping Madame Gao escaped. Because I yeah. really enjoy her character. Unclear, but hopefully. Well, Matt, um, Matt did. And I hope Electra did, too. Yeah. Um, I just think they kind of like... You could have wrapped this up better than 
making everyone think Matt is dead. That bothers me. Because and the like, fact if, that- if you don't, because here's the thing, because what they've done in previous Netflix shows with like killing Ben Urich and different choices they made to make the comic readers think that no one is safe. Because if you don't announce Daredevil season three and you do this and don't do that scene in the end, I'm left like, whoa, then we're left, whoa, wait, hold on a second. Right. Do we no longer have a podcast now or do we have to rebrand ourselves as grumpy old geeks or something? Right, right, right. The punishment do. Yes. The punishment do. Like that, the, don't you? Punishment fits the crime. I like the punishment do. It's also a Megadeth song about the Punisher. But you don't like Megadeth. I like old Megadeth. All right. Not as much as Metallica by any goddamn stretch, but, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of like you're trying to force an emotional response that for the majority of the people watching the show, you're not going to get from because they know there's a Daredevil season three coming. You know what it's like? What? It's like killing Superman, but you know he's going to be in the Justice League movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It was it was kind of like that. <laughs> Don't do that, Marvel. You're better than this. Yeah, you're better than them. Excuse me. That's okay. Um, yeah, you know, just I I I just feel like they could have stuck the landing. Everyone just kind of, except for Misty, unfortunately, everyone just kind of reverts back to status quo. And Matt, to a degree, but well, even Matt is kind of status quo. It's just his his, his well, no, supporting cast is not. There's, uh, I'd say the one Luke that is went pretty much back unaffected. to status quo was Luke. Yeah, and Danny too, to a degree. Like, well, well, Danny's defeated. found new purpose in that he feels like New York staying home, like. Matt told him before he left, yeah. you have to protect Siri. So now Danny's has purpose and drive and is going to take up that mantle in it. It makes me, I'm not going to say excited, but it makes me hopeful, want, hopeful and want to see Iron Fist season two. Sure. Um, Preferably with more mask and, and tracksuit. Yeah. Jessica has a, like this new thing she's experienced and has completely changed her world yeah a little bit i guess and there's there's still that little they did it twice that little flame that's still kind of there between luke and jessica little bit little bit see they didn't they didn't put it together in this but i guess it's like i thought that at the end of this as soon as claire showed up at the building i thought she was gonna die i was like oh she's dead she's dead and spoilers she's not yeah the fact that she didn't die was kind of almost like how did you make it out of there? You, you're surrounded by ninjas and peoples with power, and you are a nurse. Uh, does, doesn't Colleen actually say that to her at one point? Like, you know, you're as strong as they are. Like, you're as, as important as they are at what you do. There's a pep talk, and then there's fighting a ninja. I understand. I hear you. So, but you know, but yeah. I guess what I feel like is like it's kind of inconsequential. Everyone's going to go back to their little respective corners, and we just move on. And it. This seems like it, it's treated like an Avengers movie is treated. A and little bit. It's the annual issue at the end of yeah. the year. It's yeah, the yeah. big thing that brings everyone together for, you know, nothing too deep, nothing too, you know, crazy, but some big explosions. But I guess my counterpoint to that would be in the Avengers, to draw the, in the Avengers uh, point, duh, the Avengers movies feel like the culmination and the the main event, whereas this just kind of felt like a side story. It, to me, it didn't feel like a side story. It did feel like 
maybe it didn't feel that way to you because the hand only really came into prominence in Daredevil season two and like half of Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And it was largely ignored in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Outright ignored. So maybe that's why you don't get that, you know, culmination feeling. Possibly. But overall, still enjoyed it. And uh, I'm obviously very excited for Daredevil season three. I want to see where that's going to go. I want to see what's like, going to happen. Um, and yeah, like you said, I'm even kind of like intrigued. What's going to happen in Iron Fist? Legitimately, what's... I'm excited for all four yeah. next seasons. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm excited for um, Jessica Jones because like apparently it's going to focus a lot on the psychological fallout that's, of the Purple Man. That's good. And that's now good. she has this to pile on to it. Sure. So there's going to be a lot more inner demons she has to struggle with. Um, I'm excited for Luke Cage for what they do with like Misty and what he's going to kind of run into next. Yep. You know, I'm obviously we're excited for Daredevil. Oh yeah. Because you know, Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> um, and I'm excited for, I'm hopeful and a little bit excited for Iron Fist that they're going to be able to course correct from, you know, the first season. I think Danny got a lot better he in did. this show. He did. And having him bounce off of Luke helped. Yes. So, yeah, and we'll we know, see. Yeah. And we know he shows up in Luke Cage season two. So, yep. that's another thing to get excited about. So, so overall, um, enjoyed Defenders not as much as I wanted to. I, I did enjoy it overall. I yeah. just felt the ending this last episode, it could have been better for me. Okay. Yeah. That's it, all your points are valid. Um, so, yeah. So that's it. That's it. All right. We're, uh, we'll have to figure out something else yeah, to do, yeah. guy. Folks, send us some ideas. What do you want us to do? We've We're got open. Some t- got some time to kill between now and uh, and Punisher. Perhaps we could do a, a host choice review of the mm. week. We'll see. Of like, of what? Movie? Show? Something? Something? Sure. Something. Or, listeners, hit us up and tell us what you want. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work for you. Got, uh, got Halloween coming up. We could do a crow special. Ooh. You, sir, just nailed it. Book and movie. Done. Yeah. Sold. Good call. Good call. I do have the occasional good idea. All right. Look forward to that. Yep. Alrighty, folks. Uh, that word. <laughs> mall out of sorts. Mall, I'm all misty over misty. You should be. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the close for this week. We appreciate you joining us again. If you'd like to send us any questions, suggestions for what we can do for the next couple episodes, um, comments on the show, you can do so at the following social media locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all your resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, anything more to add? No, sir. I'm uh, I'm all good. I'm uh, looking forward to putting my beer in secondary next week, and I'll tell you all about that. And um, what else is happening this week? Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you all about Ring of Honor New Japan as well. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, courts adjourned.